Loss helps us define our lives. By allowing our grief to matter, we discover our own strengths and embrace our authentic selves. Welcome to Good Grief with your host, Cheryl Jones. Get ready to be inspired, to create a deeper life, to make your time on Earth much more meaningful. Now, here is Cheryl Jones. Hello, I'm your host, Cheryl Jones, and I want to welcome you to Good Grief, where we talk each week about the transformations that can come from loss. Today, I'm welcoming Kim Libertini and Robin Boyd, co-founders of the Good Grief app. Um, no, no intersection. We're called the same thing, but we, until recently, didn't know about each other. So, some, some things just are a good idea for lots of people. Kim is a science teacher, science teacher in Valley Stream, New York, and knows grief all too well. In a 10-year time frame, she lost her father, mother, marriage, and most recently, her life partner. Navigating the grief path as a single mother of two boys aged 9 and 11 has proved challenging. Kim understands that validation, support, and understanding are essential because grief doesn't go away. At the foundation of their Good Grief app is the idea that you are not alone in loss, and she lives in Huntington, New York. Robin Boyd lost her mom to metastatic breast cancer in 2016 and became a single mom around the same time. She's a journalist who writes about environment and energy issues in the South for the Natural Resources Defense Council. She lives in Decatur, Georgia with her two boys. Welcome, Kib and Robin. Hi, Cheryl. Thank you so much for having us. I'm very happy to have you. I I was very intrigued when I ran across your work because uh, you know I'm on I'm on social media quite a bit. That's part of how I get out the word about my show, and um, and I know that that has be, really become uh, the internet has become a real grief environment in some ways, and so um, hearing that someone had had you know, put together an app just really intrigued me. So thank you for coming on to talk about it. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, yes, we I think, think the internet is a, the internet is such a great connector. And so we're excited about the possibilities of how it can connect people and help them support each other and heal as they go about the grieving process. Yes. You know, I mentioned a little bit what uh, what personally led you to it, which, of course, is the heart of this show, how uh, our losses sometimes take us in in directions we couldn't have we couldn't have known in advance um, in your case to this app. But I wondered if you would be willing to share a little more fully um each of your losses and how you came together, how you decided to do this. Um, maybe we could start with you, Kim, and then hear from Robin too. Sure. Um, I my my first loss, I, I would say, was my father um, a year after my marriage, and he had passed away very very suddenly from a heart attack. Um, five years down the line, my mother had battled um, myasthenia gravis, which is a neurodegenerative muscular disorder, um, and she passed away. 
um, to to her illness. And then um, I shortly thereafter lost my marriage, um, and that is a completely different form of grief. And um, the last loss that I suffered was my was my partner, um, and it was very sudden. We had been traveling um, to Asia, um, Vietnam, the country where I was born, um, and after arriving home from Vietnam within 24 hours, um, shortly, you know, shortly after landing, uh, he had passed suddenly. And so, you know, as I, as I experienced each of these types of grief, they were all very, very different. And um, the emotions that I felt were um, the spectrum of, of emotions. And um, I could say that um, in the last loss, is where Robin and I connected. Um, a friend of my partner's had um, introduced us through text. Um, he was single and not really sure um, how to help either one of us. And um, he kind of felt like we both had had experiences that could help each other as we navigated our losses. So that was a fairly wise, intuitive leap on his part. You know, he didn't, he didn't, kind of try to be it for you, but he put you together thinking these two people know something about grief that they can offer each other, that they can kind of swim in it together, yes? Yeah, I mean, he was a single guy who had never been married, and he had never, you know, lost anyone in his family to illness, Um, and so, you know, he was struggling being able to offer any type of advice. To me, and he right. was struggling being able to offer any advice to Robin. You know, he knew us both. He knew my partner, um, and he just said, "Look, you know, I think each of you has these things to offer each other." He knew that my mom had passed away from illness, and that Robin was in the process of, you know, dealing with her own mom's illness, and kind of that I would know that the path that she was about to travel. Um, and he knew right. that I had been divorced and my children were very young when, when I got divorced and they happened to be the same ages as Robin were as the, her marriage was falling apart. And for you, Robin, um, w- was that a similar uh, process? I mean, were you, <laughs> I guess I want to ask, were you immediately... Um, enthusiastic about the idea of talking to each other because grief can feel so private in some ways. <laughs> and, um, you know, to talk to someone you haven't met and, and weren't meeting might have been a bit of a leap for some people. Yeah, well, I think it's definitely not an intuitive thing to think about reaching out to a stranger about such deeply personal things. But when our mutual friend connected us, I think Kim and I had already been communicating about grief with this friend, and we've been sharing like quotes. We were we were we were both struggling, and I think we were both like grappling with how to find normal amidst a really hard period of time. And I think the moment we connected and just sent that first text. There was this conversation that started that felt surprisingly natural and surprisingly easy to have with another person, even though we hadn't met and still haven't met, that we could share 
there was just this filter that was gone, I think, because we were both in it. And so there wasn't this need to clean up what we were talking about. There wasn't a need to pretend that we were, like, had it all together, which is frequently yeah. what you have to do for your family and friends because they get very concerned about you as you're grieving when life gets tough. So I think what happened is it was surprisingly easy for us. And one text led to another, and we've been having, like, a two-year-long conversation now about life and love and loss. We're going to go to a break, but when we come back, there's there's things that really stand out to me. For instance, um, that you that you have now talked intimately about grief for two years. You've started a business together, um, and that your relationship is entirely virtual. That's really fascinating to me. You know that you haven't actually met in person, and yet that environment between you has has gotten strong obviously if you're going to do a business venture together let's let's come back to that after the break and listeners you can find links to my website social media at the good grief page at voice america as i've been mentioning i have a new novel out an ocean between them which you can find by going to that page and there's a link at the top a little ad for the book uh, so you can go find that and all the rest of my links to social media my website etc and to find Robin and Kim and learn more about them their app you can go to blog.goodgriefapp.com or you can look up the app at the app store be back soon you've seen everything there is to see in online television let us surprise you visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports health business and more on demand 24 7 today's woman faces a stressful world when it comes to staying healthy we are bombarded by media messages with contradicting ideas about fitness and nutrition we need to keep our diet relationships and stress in check it's time to get the right message and have the most fun Join hosts Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus for Healthy View Radio. It's health and happiness in one show every Thursday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. 
What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. There is a difference in health and wellness programs. There can be mainstream programs, and then there is something extra. That something extra is called tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper. If you want to hear some behind-the-scenes talk radio when it comes to health and wellness, the why as well as the how, be sure to tune in each week. This show will inspire you to be healthy and happy for life, as well as become the best version of yourself. Listen Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Listening to Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. To reach Cheryl or her guest today, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Cheryl Jones at weatheringgrief.com. Now, back to Good Grief. Welcome back. This is your host, Cheryl Jones, and I've been talking with Kim Libertini and Robin Boyd about the app they developed to connect grieving people, Good Grief app. And before the break, Kim and Robin, we were, we, I was um, mentioning how much it stood out to me that you actually have been um, talking together about grief for a couple of years, first by text, and then I'm assuming, uh, you know, sometimes maybe I don't know, is it always by text, but you've developed this app together. Um, and so your your relationship really, really lives in the digital space. And I wondered how that, um, how that's gone. Um, you know, I, th- I think on the one hand, sometimes having a little more distance actually allows us to, to share our feelings more fully with people we don't know as well. Sometimes it can feel uh, like there's distance involved, and I just wondered how that's been for the two of you. Yeah, Cheryl, I mean, I think um, it's certainly, it has helped us a lot, the fact that we are distant from one another, um, mostly because we didn't didn't know each other before. Um, We don't know each other in our daily lives, and so our ability to open up to one another um, I think is just greatly increased because of that the situation. 
we we primarily do communicate through text. Um, every now and again, um, we communicate through phone. And I think once or twice we, um, you know, we met through FaceTime and um, and Skype. Um, but for the most part, our communications are through text message. Um, it's you know, it's a it's a, certainly a challenge um, with regards to navigating the other parts um, of our daily lives and our, our personalities. I don't know, Robin, if you want to add anything to what I said. <laughs> sure. I think um, we joke about how we've had a friendship in reverse. So we started with all the emotional baggage, basically, which is not frequently the first thing you share with someone you meet. And that's how we connected. It's how we bonded. It's what we got to know about each other first and foremost. And slowly we got to the smaller, what seemed like smaller details, at least in this friendship. So then we finally, I remember one day asking Kim by text, I was like, what do you do for work? And it was kind of like an afterthought, many months maybe into our chatting. So it was a very different way about going about communicating with someone. Um, And yeah, that's been interesting. I think for us, just with our ability to share grief, it's been very helpful because we just got to focus on like the heart of matters and our what was going on in our hearts. Um, as for um, creating an app, I mean, it's definitely another level of complication that we live in different states. We don't meet for coffee. We don't have meetings face-to-face. Um, but I think we've had a unique glimpse into each other's personalities because what we've gone through. So we've learned how to navigate each other and communicate well about things that might actually be difficult. Mm, there's kind and of I think that, essentially, that you know, it's always difficult to start up a business. I think it's, you know, it's, it's even more difficult to be women entrepreneurs these days. And then to add in the fact that we're two women entrepreneurs, that's, started a business in the midst of grief that don't know each other, you know, you know, face to face and that have only, you know, communicated through technolo- technological devices. Um, it's pretty amazing. You know, it's interesting because I run support groups uh, where people are actually in the room together, but part of what you're talking about is very familiar to me that people know the most intimate, they know things about each other, that the people they're living with don't know. Um, they're mm-hmm. sharing ways they feel about what's going on and uh, fears they have and all kinds of stuff. And then that every once in a while someone will say, I haven't even told my wife, husband, spouse, whatever, that. Um, and yet people don't know the, the, the kind of, often people will, if someone dies in a group, people learn all kinds of stuff about them at the memorial because there's just not that much sharing about, you know, everyday stuff typically. Mm -hmm. So that's familiar to me. And um, I can imagine the difference that it might be even disinhibiting for some people to be doing it by text or on an app, because if you're somewhat shy in a group, uh, that that's not really an issue with something like, like your app, it's just a one-on-one. I mean, uh, text situation. Yeah, the benefit of the app is that they also can hide behind a screen name, and so you know, for some individuals that normally might not um, speak out in 
you know, in a bereavement group or, you know, um, or to other people that know them, you know, they can hide behind a screen name so no one really knows who they are. And I think that that gives them, you know, that anonymity gives them the ability to maintain their privacy, but yet at the same time, you know, reveal their deepest emotions. And and have a chance to see that some of what you go through in grief is very familiar to other grievers. Maybe you're you're in a relatively young age group, uh, early forties. I get the idea, and there may not be a huge number of people around you um, who've had the experience of deep loss. Uh, more as we get older, <laughs> for sure, but. Um, so to to hear that someone else has experienced some similar things must be relieving. Well, that's that's exactly why for our app, when you open it, it says you are not alone. I think that's what something that Kim and I realized in chatting with each other that we it it didn't actually for us specifically it didn't matter that our grief was slightly different, the things we were going through were slightly different at that time, but that just the grief, the roller coaster of emotions that come along with grief, the sadness, the anger, the confusion, like moments where you feel where life starts to feel very profound and then you go back into just like this tragic sadness. It's a constant mm-hmm. roller coaster. We realized that we weren't sure the only person on that roller coaster. And then we realize there must be this, you know, the once you've got once you're in it, you realize there are all these other people out there who have experienced this, who are experiencing are experiencing it at the moment and unfortunately will experience it. And so the the ability just to know that you're not alone in that process is incredibly comforting. And in the in in your two cases, apparently very inspiring because, as you mentioned, you're both in relatively new grief. My my wife died, you know, 25 years ago, so mm-hmm. um, it's not surprising that I that I'm kind of comfortable with living with a loss. I've been doing it a long, long time, but you were pretty motivated to do something that I know takes a huge amount of kind of active energy very shortly after these losses. Can you talk some about, first of all, how it came about that, you know, who who said, let's make an app? You know, is there anything <laughs> in your life before that would have, that would have um, predicted that? Or is it, is it kind of, um, uh, a very fresh thing for the two of you. And, and then, um, uh, um, you know, just some, some about that story. I think it was Robin at first that said, you know, this is unique. What we, what we have here, this friendship and, and we should be able to offer it to to other people. And and I think, you know, I think together then as we, you know, we kind of mold over the thought. We said, you know, we came up together with, you know, it's got to be an app, you know, because everybody's digital and, and, you know, it puts it in the hands of so many, you know, so many people that are all over the world. And, you know, we can create this community, you know, this online community. And I think, you know, that's that's essentially what, you know, how it all started, um, the idea. 
And, um, and then we, you know, we had to go and do our research to figure out what else was out there and what would make our app different than the other platforms that are currently being offered. And, and what did you find about that? Is there a lot out there? I should know the answer to that. Um, there so there are don't. a lot of, of <laughs> websites and there's, you know, there's a lot of Facebook groups um, where people um, are sharing about grief. And so we were happy to see that, that there is grief chatter out there and there is like sure. you know, communities where it's acceptable to talk about your loss and your feelings and, you know, and the ups and the downs of, you know, of everyday life after loss. Um, so that was relieving that there are, you know, communities out there. The problem that we saw with a lot of those communities is they're open feeds, you know, and so they're, they're subject to the comments of everyone within the group all at once. And as a, as a griever, sometimes everything that everyone else has to say isn't necessarily palatable to you in that moment, you know. And, right. and the other thing is, is sometimes you don't always get a response to your thought because, your thought may be pushed down further into the feed, you know, as there's, you know, continuous dialogue within these platforms. And so you don't get an answer um, about what it is that you're feeling or about what you're putting out there. You don't get comments or feedback or support. And so that what, that's what makes good grief different because you reach out and there's someone there um, immediately that you've connected with that can chat back with you. And it's one-to-one. So you're not subject to everyone in the community all at once. You're subject to this one connection that you've made that you feel comfortable sharing with. And and it can Absolutely. be an ongoing you conversation, know, I, which is what I, Kim and I have I, learned. I, it's been this ongoing conversation that keeps changing because your perspective on I'm what you're have going to interrupt. through. I'm so sorry, but I, it looks like we have a technical problem. You can find links to my website, social media, at the Good Grief page at Voice America. As I've been mentioning, I have a new novel out, An Ocean Between Them, which you can find by going to that page, and there's a link at the top, a little ad for the book, uh, so you can go find that, and all the rest of my links to so- social media, my website, etc. And to find Robin and Kim and learn more about them, their app, you can go to blog.goodgriefapp.com, or you can look up the app at the App Store. Be back soon. <laughs> Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Ready to transform your health and your world? Join host Melissa Alexander for Insight Living with Vitality. Melissa and her guests go behind the scenes on what it takes for practitioners and clients to transform themselves and others. She provides insight to medical procedural breakthroughs, available product resources, and explains lifestyle choices designed to improve and expand your vitality. It's time to get rid of that baggage, remove those blockages, and prevent buildup from hindering your progress in life. Tune in every Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent, inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision-making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand, all from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. To reach Cheryl or her guest today, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Cheryl Jones at weatheringgrief.com. Now, back to Good Grief. Welcome back. This is your host, Cheryl Jones, and I've been talking with Kim Libertini and Robin Boyd about their Good Grief app. And before the break, we were talking about kind of how that came about and uh, how you got going on it. And uh, I'd love to hear some more about that. Yes, thank you, Cheryl. Yes, like you had asked the question about how we had the energy in the early stages Mm -hmm. of grief, basically, to create an app. And I think one of the one one of the things that inspired Kim and I is that neither of us exactly wanted our tragedies to just be tragedies. I think we wanted to create some meaning out of our sadness. I had had this double whammy of my mom passing away and my marriage ending at the same time and becoming a single mom. And I think we both wanted to create some sort of beauty out of these experiences. And we thought, what better way than to connect people through grief in the same way we had connected through grief. I think it also gave me, you know, a focus, you know, in a time where, everything was was unclear um and and i think it gave me you know motivation um to you know to get up every morning and you know and to work hard um through navigating the grief um and it gave me something that was you know it gave me a lot of hope you know in terms of what was going to happen you know from my loss you know and how i was going to turn it around into something that was good. So that, you know, I think that pairs well with what Robin has said. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel the heart of this show is sort of about this well-kept secret that we're talking about, that, of course, grief stinks and it hurts and it's terrible, but also that that sense of wanting to make meaning out of it is, is so common, um, maybe more common than, you know, getting plowed under by it. 
I've heard that from so many guests that they just needed to do something with their grief that would have meaning. And, uh, and for you, that was this app. Um, and it, it seems to me you kind of, it's, it's, it feels very organic. Your friend connected you. You really got a lot out of that. And that's sort of a natural invitation to create that for other people in a way. Did, did it feel that way? Yes, absolutely. And I also, I also think that, um, you know, one of, one of Robin and I share the same goal in this idea that we want it to be acceptable to talk about grief. And we know that in our daily lives, for both of us at different times, there were moments when it didn't feel right to be able to talk about grief openly to the people around us. Um, there's this time limit on grief and there's um, these expectations for grief um, that are set, you know, by society and, you know, the people we know and love and our family. Um, and so we want it to be okay for people to talk out loud about how they're feeling and the emotions of loss. And I think, you know, you share that same, you know, perspective. The same goal, absolutely. Um, it's interesting because one of my, my favorite thinkers about grief is a man named Francis Weller, and he says we can't fully grieve without community. Um, and his, he does, you know, workshops where people come together to grieve together. But it also occurs to me that you're, you're creating an online community of grievers, um, that there's that same principle in it that we need each other, uh, to, to navigate, um, these moments of loss in our lives. Yeah, we, we call it a community of support. That's what we've created. And part of that, within that community, when you connect with someone, I think you have the gift of someone else being able to lighten the burden and the weight of grief for you, and you get to do that for someone else, which is an incredibly Absolutely. beautiful thing. And I think it's a feedback loop that keeps going between people and helping it helps the healing process. Mm, absolutely. I think with, like any community, I, there I are people add, that are experiencing grief at various stages. You know, so there's all these different and, stages of grievers in, in our community. And so it's nice to be able to look forward and see someone that, you know, that's five years out from their loss and to be able to see that, you know, they're okay and they're offering you words of, you know, of, of wisdom based on, you know, the path that they walked ahead of you. And, you know, there are some warnings there that, you know, you can expect this to happen and it's okay and that's normal for you to feel this way. Um, and then there are others that are, you know, that are yeah. just entering, you know, and they're in the, in the early stage of grief and, um, and together they're able to support one another because they're all experiencing the same thing at the same time. That leads me to what I what I really wanted to talk about next, which is the actual nuts and bolts of the app. Um, so people sign up for the app. They they download it onto their phones. I'm assuming, and then um, what will they encounter once they download the app? Does it first of all, is there a, a cost to it? You know, can you just say some about how it works? Sure. Um, um, the app itself you can, is... is um... <laughs> you want to go, Kim? 
you know, we want them to be sure that this is the right community for them. Um, and then they have the option then, you know, to join for a longer period of time. I think we know that individuals are going to be in and out of the app um, because we know that there are various stages of grief. And, you know, you could go for, for a, long, a long period of time where you're okay. And then there's, you know, maybe an anniversary or a, a significant date that sends a trigger where we fall back into, you know, the, the wave of, of our sadness. Um, and so we wanted people to be able to have that opportunity um, to experience the app, to know that it was the right, it was right for them, and then um, to join our community permanently. Oh, that's interesting. And what had, what had also occurred to me is that there's this moment, right, when you lose someone, at least I've experienced this in a lot of people that I've been with through loss, and, and there's sort of a, a grace period where you actually potentially do take a lot of action, you know, uh, for instance, sign up for an app or join a group or whatever. And then I find that sometimes people can't follow through immediately um, mm-hmm. that, because then they get kind of pulled down by all the emotion of it. So when I uh, noticed that you had that three-month time period, I was thinking, huh, well, by three months, maybe you can engage a little more, too you know, go, kind of go in and out a lot for three months, but know it's there and then maybe engage more as you learn the territory a bit. I, I don't know if you were thinking of that, but it occurred to me it might work in that way. Yeah, I mean, I think we realize that everyone grieves differently and it's an incredibly personal process, but we wanted to people give the most number of people access to this app and for them to be able to get a taste for taste of what it can do, what it means to connect with someone. And then also, it's a relatively new app out there. It's, we launched in January, and we want to make sure this community grows so people do find wonderful connections. Mm, absolutely. And are you finding that, that that is happening, that people are finding the app? And obviously, I did, <laughs> but I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, maybe unusual in that um, I think that Facebook and other social media have figured out what I what I tend to look at, you know, so I know that I get exposed to things, which is wonderful. But do you feel that the people you want to find it are having a way to find it, by and large? The, obviously, that can keep growing. But how have, how have you found I that? I think that we're, we're happy to develop see that, it, that it is growing. And we, we are seeing individuals that are, you know, that are active um, in the app on a regular basis. So that shows us that, there are, that they're making connections. We're getting, um, you know, feedback from our users. Um, and, they're, you know, they're talking about how, how helpful it's been. Um, and they're sharing it with others. And I think through, you know, through all our social media um, sites, I think that the individuals that we hope, uh, you know, would use the app are being exposed, you know, to... Um, our ads and, you know, and our thoughts on grief and, you know, and feel that this might be a community for them. And then, of course, it's incredibly helpful for us to have a conversation with you on your podcast and for your community to get to hear about it because it's, it's still, as much as it's growing, it's always wonderful to be able to help find other places to spread the word and for people to know it's out there. 
So we're really grateful. Thank you for letting us chat about oh, you're it. You're very welcome. I, I think, you know, let, more is more. The more that we cross-pollinate um, resources, because I have noticed, and of course this is partly um, that I do this ever since I've done the radio the last five years, I, I kind of know how much is going on, but I have a really strong sense that more is going on as well that this conversation is kind of reaching critical mass and that a lot of people are like you just trying to get out the word that it's, um, you know, we're, we're all vulnerable to grief at different points in our lives and trying to learn how to do it a little more. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. We are, we are seeing, you know, um, a lot of talk, about grief and it's, you know, and, you know, we, we follow a lot of individuals that, you know, have, have great blogs and, and, you know, and um, great websites um, that offer a variety of resources for grief, for the grieving community. Um, are there any, do, are you looking forward to other ways you might grow this? Um, you know, for instance, um, Maybe a resource aspects of the of the app or anything like that, or are you pretty much wanting to just stick to these one on one conversations? I think at this point we're just trying to make sure that this community grows as much as possible and supports people as much as possible. But I mean, I don't think Kim and I ever initially imagined that we would the app creators, so we're not exactly sure where this path is leading, but I think we're both open to where it may go. <laughs> You're willing to follow the breadcrumbs on where it might go next, huh? Yes, well, and there, I think and we're having a lot of that. fun amidst this, doing this app. I mean, it's, it's very meaningful, and it's a heap of fun, which is great. And it's not I just our, you know, it's not just our app. You know, we're we're posting, you know, on Facebook and Twitter and, you know, and Instagram. And we have our blog where we offer, you know, our thoughts on, on various topics that are related to grief. And so we're, we're sharing in so many ways with grievers yeah. everywhere um, and validating, you know, their emotions for them, with them. You know, I know that it is not easy. I don't know if you got somebody to create the code for the app. I know it's not that easy. I have a friend who's been working on an app for quite a long time. So congratulations to you for getting that to happen really so quickly. Well, well we hired Thank a you. wonderful team <laughs> here in Decatur, Georgia, named Winona Partners, and they did the algorithm for the app. So they actually built it. And we kind of envisioned exactly how it would work, and it was a collaborative process and getting that. it to work and look how we wanted. Absolutely. And that's what I'm talking about. Of course, most people do hire someone to code for them, but it's yes. developing all the all the things you want to be on there and really envisioning that. It sounds as if you've really created something flexible, but also quite specific 
So that seems... It's been a learning process for sure. I mean, you know, by day I'm a teacher and Robin's a journalist. And so, you know, Robin would say, this isn't our wheelhouse, but we certainly have had, you know, a good time in, you know, in developing it together and working out all the kinks and, you know, and, and, you know, and talking about it with Monona and they gave us, you know, a lot of patience and, um, you know, and they are, have a lot of drive. And so we were, because of them, we were able to, to launch, you know, in a year time frame, which is, you know, unheard of. Yeah, that seems very impressive. Um, there, it feels to me when in early grief for me, I was I was very insular. I didn't want to. I wanted to stay home and and garden and play piano. But it seems to me I've interviewed a lot of people that it's the other way. That there's a real drive of energy to do something like must have happened for the two of you because um, you you know you found them, you got this done, you figured out. Uh, how you wanted people to be able to um, to use it. So I really hope people go take a look, um, especially the people that listen to my show who are, you know, currently immersed in grief, um, because I think the opportunity to just stay home and and yet have some contact that speaks to your grief, I think that's very powerful. I want to really thank you for being on the show today. Thank, Thank you so, so much, much for having us and for talking about the app. Absolutely. And I want to I want to mention where people can find you. The the blog and uh, community online you were talking about is blog at goodgriefapp.com and the app Good Grief App uh and that's all run together all lowercase you can find at the uh at the App Store for whatever your device is. Next week, I'll have Annie yes, O'Neill, author You can also search under Good Grief Chat and Messaging. Oh, Good Grief Chat and Messaging. Thanks for clarifying that. Next week, I'll have Annie O'Neill, author of If You Want the Rainbow, Welcome the Rain. This has been Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. I look forward to being with you again next week for another meaningful conversation. Thank you so much for joining us for Good Grief. Please come back next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Cheryl Jones, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a meaningful week. Abre mi corazón.